In this office? Yeah. I've worked for Blacknet for two years, like the whole existence of the company, and, and we've been in this office for like a year and a half. Oh, okay. Like and like how many people is it now? So we're 12 here in Paris and 20 in Rennes. Rennes oh. is another city in Brittany. Oh, okay. So in French, Bretagne. Oh, okay. And, and like, how do you split the... The, the workload is here. We have mostly, we have a bit of dev, but mostly high-end uh, perspective uh, research. Oh. oh, okay. And the actual development for the platform is happening. So like more direction, concepting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's why, that's why they're here. Uh, here we have, uh, yeah, high, high, high research and, and direction. And we have marketing and strategy and the whole, and the graphic design and all teams like that are here. Cool. Well, the levels sound good. Shall we? Okay, yeah. Shall we start? Yeah. Okay. What's your name and what's your game? <laughs> I'm Oscar, and uh, I have many games, but my latest gig is uh, all the games in the world on one single platform called Black Nut. Okay. <laughs> uh, what What do you mean? <laughs> that sounds like a huge piracy den. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the idea is, uh, it's like cloud gaming, right? It's like Netflix, but for games. You, you pay a subscription every month, and then out of disk subscription, we split that uh, according to basically not exactly time played. We have a bit of a of a special, uh, it's not a secret sauce because it's public, but we have a, a special split. Uh, and then we redistribute money. That's that's basically the gist of it. Oh, okay. So when people click on the catalog, they launch it like Steam, like any app. And then they, they have a catalog of games, and they, when they click on the game, it doesn't install or download the game to them. It runs on a server distantly and only mm. streams the video to them. And they stream the controls back. Oh, okay. So right. similar to like OnLive or... Exactly. Exactly uh, like OnLive. That except. one Sony bot. Exactly. exactly. So, so there, are, there, there are a bunch of them. Um, so why app. not just do minutes? Like well, bec- because if you do minutes, then you... you the the systemic discourse of your platform is the more time people spend the more money you you will get uh, sorry <laughs> no no that's fine uh, so yeah the, the, I don't think we would, they would know we were in France until <laughs> that bit so so yeah, the gist of it is, what do you reward as a platform? What do you want to see more? Because that, what, you were, what you reward is what you want to see more. So if you say, people spending more time get more money, then you say, well, I want idle games, I want cookie clickers, I want yeah, MMOs, you know? Yeah. Like, that, I even wonder if Netflix... Like Netflix. like Netflix just wants you on there, so yeah, I'm exactly. kind of wondering sometimes. Like yeah, exactly, and that, that's why that's why Spotify is moving like super big time into podcasts. Is is because mm-hmm. like oh, that's like one hour of you staying on there, so yay yay us, right? And also you got like like the big podcasts. Like I'm a big fan of the uh, Joe Budden podcast, yeah. which is one of their which it seemed for me was the kind of the first Spotify big podcast yeah. that I listened to. And it's made me, because they have some exclusive content on Spotify, yeah. it's made me move just that podcast to Spotify. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to it there, even though it's going to still come out. But just, it's kind of a, yeah, yeah. I want to listen to it where it's like intended to be. But they're getting millions of listens yeah, every yeah. week, yeah, of course, of course. which is not no streams so it's yeah, kind of exactly, like exactly, exactly. They, they could be making probably better money if they're getting paid a music ad rate yeah, yeah. than the ads they're getting yeah yeah no but it's, it's also that for, for a lot of platforms like that's their strategy get, getting like super exclusive content that will drive people to them right mm-hmm. but, but then so so yeah that's their drive their drive is you spend more time so if we did only that then in games that are so different uh, in length like music yeah, of course, like some experimental music lasts for like 99 hours, but most of the music... But even then, I think music is in the predicament it's in because it's not like... Like video games kind of adopted a fire sale yeah. approach, which maybe is it all long-term good, long-term bad, it's hard to say, but you have bought... Everybody I know has bought a game they have not played. Yeah. Nobody I know has bought any music they have not listened to. And I think it's kind of silly that... Yeah. All the, the the consistency in prices 
album lengths, how many people work on it. Like, is yeah. this a big thing? Is it an indie thing? Like, the value proposition's kind of taken away from music. Yeah. So it's kind of been a weird... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been weird moving into streaming. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, music, like, especially I listen to hip-hop and rap. Yeah. And they are engineering albums now absolutely, yeah. uh, to just get repeat streams or they're splitting songs into two songs yeah. so they get two individual streams and it's, it's, it's a weird yeah it's a weird space and it's transforming the media yeah of course right like that's, that's what you're saying like with, so people get that that's the new model and so, so you have to shift away from and, and if the algorithm changes again then, then the music will change again like people who do the music will change again and, and that's the same thing for us like for games we 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 were when we designed the the revenue model we were very careful to try to i was very careful because i designed it i was very careful to to be very uh to, to be very mindful of where is that taking us like what am i incentivizing people to do mm-hmm. and so what we do is instead of of pulling all, everything together and then splitting which would say basically cookie clicker gets all the money yeah. Uh, what we do is we split per user. So for this week or for this month, if you only played one game, then all the money for your, from your subscription goes to that game, and it, it's not it not it does not go together in the pot with everything. Meaning mm-hmm. that you giving us fifteen dollars this month, then even if you only played one game and that's the people you love who made that game and mm-hmm. that and you would like your money to go to them. Well, then they're still, it's still going to go to Justin Bieber and to, to Rihanna because they are the big ones, right? On Spotify, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. And, and so our model is split per user, meaning if you only play indie games, then your money goes to only indie games. Interesting. So let's say there's a game I'm playing daily for like five minutes. Yeah. And then a game I'm playing for like an hour every day. Yeah. Is that just like going to be a... F- so, so or does no, the time come in after? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. exactly. It, com- it comes into... Like once you, you, you split per user, then you go in and you go, oh, then we split per percentage of the, of the time you spent on the service. Which I think makes sense because when you play like a huge 100 hour, like you play Skyrim, mm-hmm. then you would say, you would say, yeah, I've played a bunch of other little games that I've tried, but like big money goes to Skyrim because that's where my enjoyment has been. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say, oh, my my groove is like Itch.io super small games mm-hmm. uh, that last like half an hour and then I've played two or three of them this month and that's enough for me. Then I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to say, "Oh, like this short time doesn't mean a thing," because you might have been as, you know, touched or moved as people who played a hundred hours of Skyrim. Have you explored uh, users? Because one thing I always find really weird about Humble uh, is when you buy the bundle, the like choosing, yeah, developers, charity, yeah, and and what their publisher fee is, yeah. Um, which I think is a cool idea, and and I just wonder who doesn't like if they do go open that menu if they don't go like all charity or all developers or like yeah how much do they give to the publisher? Cause it always seems <laughs> that's they have they have I think they have in those stats probably an insight into the human soul that nobody else yeah has. like most people probably don't open it they go like oh, I I want to get all the games I'll pay that amount and yeah then, exactly but but I think. S- of like, the people yeah. that open it, I think most people. My instinct would be most people will push it all the way to charity and give mm-hmm. like a bit to to the tip, like to the humble tip for yeah. a humble bundle. But I I wouldn't know. But that's a very good question to ask him, I guess. So so do like if I play a game for thirty minutes and then cry, is there any way I can be like no this like give this game more of my money? <laughs> so so we haven't explored that yet. There was um. We had a system in which when you add, after playing a game, when you add it to favorites, then we would reward that more because that's like an afterthought input. But then we realized that if you ask, if you have, if you add something that's on the user end, then 
what you will get is games that will go oh please like and subscribe this oh, game yeah, you know and, and you God. don't want that like no. you, you want to get away I don't want that. that on YouTube exactly I, I wish there was a way I could cut out every time somebody said hammer on that like button because it must work yeah well and people do it in podcasts I don't yeah but it must improve subscription rate to be like please subscribe to the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. write us a review it, I guess it must it must work yeah and, and, and it's like gym selfies they must work absolutely Absolutely. To, to some extent, I, I also think that that's the reason, like, when people ex are exposed to it, it works. Still, it's like, it irks a lot of people. And so a lot of people try to avoid them. And so you have this interplay between the YouTuber who's trying to hide it in the middle of the video. Because if yeah. they put it at the end, they know that people will just click away and never watch the end when they ask oh, it. God. So the, they have to the force stalling, you... The stalling is, drives me nuts. Exactly. It so they have to kind of, of force you to be exposed to it. Otherwise, you wouldn't get the message and you wouldn't think of clicking the like button and so on. But I have, like, I, I will 100% agree that I am um, guilty of that. Like, if I'm not reminded to, to like the video, I never like anything. And then when people say... Oh, if you enjoyed that small content and I don't have a lot of views, please like the video so it's it it gets more visibility. I'm more prone to doing it than otherwise. I, I never like the video. I don't give a fuck about blue thumbs or red thumbs. I like that. Well, also the other weird thing was initially I, I I don't know if it's still the case, but dislikes were as valuable as likes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. encourage people to make content that was like, controversial yeah. or would like piss people off and. Yeah, a lot um, of engagement, be it negative or positive, like yeah. bad buzz is still buzz. Is the... So so what? Cause, so, cause... So, so no user input, because if you add user input, then you add the necessity for games to do better by asking or by nagging people to like engage with the game, like add to favorites, give a like to the game or something like that. So on our platforms, we removed all that. Interesting, so there's no reviews. No reviews at all. And no, notes, no, that nothing. is a good point. Maybe Steam developers should put, please review our game on Steam and give it a thumbs oh, up. People, and buy people have it already. Oh, I, yeah. and, and you know that in iOS and Android, people do it all the time. Oh, God. There's nothing that I want to do less than when somebody says, hey, how, like, how much do you like in this? And I hit a star and then it's like, oh, okay, well, then go out of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm using it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. On iOS now, every every other game that I played has like, oh, did you like the game? Like, please rate it. And at least, like, at last, after years and years of that, they've added like a thing in game. But before, it was like, click there to get two hundred points and rate the game or something like that. Have you ever like, written a review for a video game? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. My my job is a curator, right? I I curate games, so I played upwards of a hundred games every week. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people in games, so yeah. I I write a lot of reviews because I, th I I know that they are helpful. I share a lot of games I own over like on the on the storefront. Yeah, on storefront. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. so if somebody found your like Steam profile, yeah, they yeah. could go read all your reviews. Um. Yeah, I guess I have a few Steam profiles to avoid oh, okay. getting it all in one place. There, It's also because when you work for a few companies, one after the other, every time well, you can step on it. Uh, every time you, you work for a new company, you have to open a new Steam account and then buy new games and so on. So I, uh, can, yeah. I can juggle in between accounts. Yeah, I use my personal Steam account for dev stuff uh, just so I test the actual like consumer... Yeah, experience version, of it. Just because sometimes when you're setting up a Steam Depot, yeah, you mess it up. Oh no, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, so no, when you yeah, play test so, your own game, yeah, of course, of course. So it's like I like that I'm not a dev, so I don't automatically own all the DLC, so I can catch the like. Oh, if you're missing the DLC, it's gonna cause an error or something yeah. like that. Well, yeah, two, two, two years ago, I was working for a company called La Gatilric. It's kind of a museum, really next to here, and we had a. Uh, a video game space like a whole uh, floor like dedicated a part of the floor That's dedicated cool. to video games with a lot of uh, uh, workshops for older people for kids to learn to analyze and think about video games and so on so for them I bought like a huge bunch of games right like every single game that you could think of of that era like Limbo and then mm -hmm. you know uh, Journey and etc so you buy all the games on their account, of course, and when when you leave, well, they get the accounts and they keep all the games because that's a company. And then you you go to another company, then you reopen them. 
So I have bought, I think Braid or Limbo, I probably have bought them like mm -hmm. 10 times, over 10 <laughs> times probably, you know, and then they come out on the phone and stuff. And I make it but like, even when I give the games exposure with a lot of air quotes on exposure, uh, it's not enough for me. So I always at least email the, the people who made the game, tell them like, oh, I'm going to display the game or I'm using it for that purpose. And also I make it a point to buy every game at full price. Oh. And so there is no time where I avoid Steam more than during the sales. Because I know that I might... I already have over a thousand games on Steam, so yeah. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> not gonna go there when. That's it's interesting. Yeah, they don't give you the option. Yeah, but but Steam, <laughs> Steam is. Yeah. It'd be an interesting give an option of like. Yeah. You buy ignore. The yeah, ignore the the, the ignore the, the discount. Yeah, that that would be an interesting option for sure. The. Um, yeah, the other thing is Steam is so fucking bad at curation, man. I go I I go on a sales page. Mm. and and it's like an array of it, it happened to me literally an array of five by five games like five rows five columns all already in my library oh, wow. and steam thinks that that's the good thing to put on my front page it's like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm here to discover new things i <laughs> mean i think it's because they only feature a certain amount for the sale yeah, but I, I think so. Yeah, you could probably filter some out. Yeah, that is a good that is a good point. You probably have like a, well, you might get feature or yeah. like a second tier feature. Yeah, and people on will fill it up. Well, on on some on some sales pages, there are like six pages of sales. Like there's a you know dedicated page. I think it was last uh, winter sale. They had like six pages of, of games and on every page there was a bunch of them that I already had in my library and I wanted to like had the option to just hide them. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a problem I find with all the internet where yeah. like I bought this game somewhere else. Or I bought the dishwasher. Yeah. Like I bought the blender at the store. Yeah. So you don't need to show me blenders anymore, Amazon. Yeah. Really for five years probably. Yeah, yeah. You do not need to show me the blender I just bought. Yeah. But they don't care. Like they don't really want me to be like, Oh, uh, I've already bought this on PS four. Yeah. <laughs> like I love the game, love it a lot. Yeah. Like please show me more games <laughs> like this, but I've already owned it. Um, yeah, for 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 the for the dishwasher I think it's also uh, it is very useful for Google to say, uh, "Oh, you've been looking for a dishwasher." Like you search for a dishwasher, and I'm Google, so I know that you went through the process of buying it on one specific site because I have like cookies and I'm following you along on the, on your process to to sell you more ads. But so I I know that you've bought it, but you're still a good target. Like you have shown interest in dishwashers. So for people that I, I, I advertise for, like. I'm gonna still push dishwashers <laughs> to you because, for me, you staying in the relevant for dishwasher advertising part of my market share is interesting. They sell that for like way. So, do way. you use any like Steam curators or do you use the Discovery queue no, at all? No, not at all. Sadly, sadly, I, I can't really anymore. Uh, the Discovery queue is really now filled with shit for me mm. because um you need to hammer that no button <laughs> yeah yeah it's no it, it's that it's also that it's very slow mm. steam is super slow so when, when you have to scroll through like my morning routine on friday is discovery my afternoon routine on friday is, is part of, of the of the week of playing games only playing games on friday afternoon but the morning is, is discovery and and I want to scroll through pages of games. I don't want to like you know wait for a page to load and then click no and mm. then wait. It's really like tedious. So yeah, it's like I prefer doing email on the computer because I have hotkeys. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I don't I don't look on my phone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and so so it's the same for Steam. I I look at at, at pages or at lists of what's released, like trying to get all lists of, of everything that comes out. Uh, rather than believe Steam to show me the best, because I have, I've had really countless experiences of, oh, this game came out, what it's on Steam, but it's not in the future, and it's and it's beautiful and it's interesting and it's like nobody's showing it to me, 
and and I know that it is on Steam. Like you can look for it and get it. And I know that it came out today, but it's not going to be featured anywhere. So I ha I have had this experience too many times to like trust Steam to do its its job. Um, at this point, I'd like to plug the Question Bus Curator page. Mm -hmm. If you want to see a game that was by somebody that was on the Question Bus, uh, the Steam Steam has a curator page for the Question Bus. Uh, but plug over. Uh, how do you find out what games came out? Well, there are some sites on the internet that list everything that comes out. So that's what I scroll through. A bit of press here and there. Uh, there is a special site in France called Ugevipo. Um Have you heard about the Ulipo? No. Ulipo is... Uh, uh, U is ouvroir, li is literature. Epo is potential, so it's like it's it was a collective of surreal art, uh, surrealist artists that made a group of like trying to create and curate everything that literature, the weirdest that literature could produce. The weirdest. The weirdest. The weirdest. Like a whole novel, like a a, a small book written without the letter E. Which is that is pretty weird. That's. You know, it's a popular battle. Yeah, arguably, yeah. arguably <laughs> top three <laughs> in France, probably, probably the first, like yeah. most used by far. Um, so yeah, and and so one guy said, "Oh, I like that spirit. I'm gonna do that for games." And so uh -huh. he curates games on his site, and it's just it's wonderful. It's called Ugevipo, O U G E V I P O, and it it is our accents on URLs. No, 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 no. They turn into like percent something, something. Oh, okay. They turn into shit. Yeah. So no accents on URL. Right. Um, so that's one of the many super small and very specialized sites that I follow. Um, and and what platforms are they kind of mostly? Oh, the games that I curate. It, it depends for it, it. depends. Like for instance, when I'm a judge in an international competition, mm -hmm. you you'd say I'm if I'm a judge for Indicate. They have direct download links, so I have to play a hundred games over the course of the yeah. week, uh, and then they all have direct downloads. Some some rare numbers have Steam keys already, but mm. it's, that's that's not really current. The because um, man, that Steam pipeline's good. Yeah, yeah. Like especially as a programmer. Yeah. Nobody's got a better. Nope. Nobody's got a better pipeline. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. They can. I mean, they make billions. <laughs> yeah, I think I think other people could too. It's just yeah, yeah like we. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's also like as there's more and more storefronts, it then becomes yeah. like it becomes really important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons why um, you know if you want to get your game on Black Nut, one of the one of the things that we set out to do in the beginning was to, to take everything in hand. So you send us a build and we do everything. We do building the page, we do integration, we do APKs, we do everything that's needed for the integration is done by the team on our side. And what about patches? Well, patches you send them, you send them to us and then we apply them. So okay. that's the same. You don't have access to your build afterwards. Mm. Like you could, I mean, if you wanted to remove it or something or say, yeah. like that's possible, but the, we handle all the things, including like writing about the games and selecting the screenshots and, and taking screenshots when needed and so on. Oh, so handling the marketing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. That's that's a nice thing. Oh, to be to be <laughs> fairly transparent, uh, getting on a new platform is always a fucking hassle. So yeah. for for everyone's sake, I think when you're a small company, you better be prepared to do the effort to to help people get get along with your idea. And um, what, how are you going to curate it? Like what's Oh, it's the... already curated. The, the platform is live and it exists and there are people playing on it. But like what, like what's the curation, like... Oh, what's the curation process? Logo? Yeah. Like do people send you their games and you kind of... That happens a lot. Uh, I play upwards of 10 games that are sent to us every week. Uh, not everybody gets in, but uh, there's a fair number of people coming in. The, my, my idea is I have to write a newsletter every week about games. And mm -hmm. so I have to keep 
the number of games that come out every week short enough that I can write about them. So you write about every game that comes yes, out that week? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. and that's sent to your email box? What? That's like sent to your yeah, yeah. email. So every week you, you get an email to, to, to tell you like, oh, these are all the games that, that, get, that, are, that got on Blacknet this week. Right? So that's between uh, two, three this summer because it was like really empty space to six or seven, but not really more. So that's going to be a hard line mm. for us. It's not going to be like a plethora of hundreds of thousands of games. Yeah. It's going to be like super limited in number. Because you, I, I also imagine, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it doing that extra work of doing the newsletter and kind of showing what games are coming out, probably people will check them out and kind of boost their first week uh, sales or yeah. first month. I don't know if you pay monthly or quarterly yeah, yeah. or whatever. That... Then they're like, oh, I don't know, it's just this, it's this streaming, I don't know, let's let's try it, let's play a game. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. like, we actually got a lot of attachment, or, or, and a lot of people played it. Like, is that part of it, like, to kind of, yeah. as, a, as a, like, client-building yeah, relation? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, the, the idea is that since we don't sell games, uh, we only host them, and then we want people to play them, we only take games that we believe in, and then when we push them to people, when we send a newsletter and so on, it's always like, this game, we fell in love with it. Like, I deeply cared about it. And then this game was really fun. And then this game was interesting because of that. Mm -hmm. but, but I don't have to be like, emphasis on everything, where like, nothing is legible anymore. Like, we tell people why we loved every single game and why they're on the platform. Mm -hmm. That's our motto. But the the model doesn't have to be, oh, look, like on every Steam page, like, this is the best game ever. Yeah. We don't have to do that. Look anymore. at how many awards it won. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't care about awards. Like, being on the platform is means that we care about that game enough to put it in front of our audience. So it, that's not award enough, because that's not an award. That's like, for us, it's an honor to have the game and to share it. But... Mm -hmm. We don't and, need to boast about everything. And I also think it's kind of... Um, like, I think it's lesser known how much uh, influence a curator or press or somebody uh, talking about your game yeah. can help you then market it better. Because yeah. you heard what somebody said, that, and you're like, oh, well, that's the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's the pitch for the next convention. Yeah, yeah. Or that, I'm going to put that as a quote here uh, and, and stuff like that. Do... What's the curation team? So it's uh, five people. Uh, I'm the lead on that. I'm the grand curator. Is what mm -hmm. the, that's the, that's your official title. That's my official title. On my business card. <laughs> grand curator. Absolutely. I don't think I have. Yeah, I have it. Um, uh, was that was that like easy? Like everybody got to pick their title or? No, no. I'm I'm one of the directors of the company. I'm not the owner, but I'm one of the directors. Yeah. yeah. Grand curator. Here you go. Are the colors deliberate? Yeah, yeah. But what do the colors represent? We got a green, a red, a calm, <laughs> navy blue, maybe purple? Uh, Indigo? No, no, it's a navy blue. Navy blue. Uh, a nice, strong pink. Yeah. Uh, and the, like the idea a, was to get a golden R. <laughs> or a golden yellow. So like. So, so the idea is to... to, to to show the range and richness of the catalog. Uh, so the different moods and so on, we studied what the moods... It, it's a, we did a job on the colors at the same time that I was doing a job on the categories of the game. So the categories of the games are... We rewrote them because like for us gamers, it means something that something is a, like a game is an FPS. Or an MMORPG. Yeah. But for my grandma, like, you might as well be talking Chinese or anything. Like, yeah, or even then, like, an RPG could mean many different yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. And people talk about what is an RPG and what's not an RPG. Yeah, exactly. So I, I had a... I spent, I think, four months rewriting categories and changing the usual ways. And there's not a lot. Games. There's probably five, right? No, there's a bit more right oh, now. There is... That would have been good for the colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there were... 10 we shorten it to 8 and then they each had their color oh okay right so and why only 5 on the business card 
Oh, but that, that's that's because when we when we did the five colors on the business card, the we you, everyone got to to pick the sequence of the colors. Oh, and and, and you you picked the best one apparently. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same as the uh, advertising. Yeah. So so because because one like the the the. The goal of Blacknut, you know, there are many curations and there are many ways to do curation. The goal of Blacknut is to bring games to everyone else that does not yet play games. So we, of course, black gamers will get along, but it's it's the same as, you know, vinyls. Vine like people they degrade who, over time. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's the same. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but it, it's like you know, physical copies of things, yeah. including games are good for people who love the object but for, for people who like for the mo most of the population who's interested in like the content of it and not really the the support the, the physical copy of it for most of, of it people don't really need the the actual physical thing also nowadays most people buying physical are probably already bought it yeah like yeah. i assume every or they've been waiting, or they played yeah. it on a different platform, or something. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'd be very surprised if any of the physical Darkest Dungeon owners, yeah, was their first version. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. The the, the idea, except I guess the Japanese, because Japan. Yeah. We just released that recently, and Japan's so still into it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah so so you you went from vinyl to MP3 basically, and when MP3 came along, all the the like the music nerds so what we would call the gamers for games said oh no like streaming or like having music on your computer that like, that's never gonna work yeah I still like, the don't. quality is so poor and so so bad and so on and streaming for games is the same right like people are gonna say it's not it's not up to our standards it's not 4k it's not 60 fps and so on and so for for games our goal is to say we can't really serve the the gamer audience right now. They have their like huge rigs, their two thousand dollar rigs, and they love it, and that's that's good. We're gonna serve the rest of the world, like mm. people who just want to like they want games, they care about the content, uh, they may be more open to change and maybe more mm. open to the broad definition of games that we serve mm -hmm. or that we believe in. And also, you get access to the whole catalog. Absolutely. So you're blowing the past per month and we'll give you five games yeah exactly like out of the water on on the first month because you have access to yeah, yeah, yeah. every every game you can go yeah. check it out um yeah that's that's the idea really to to be very and and, and not and, and it's the same thing for time right it's like if it's a new game or an old game nobody gives a fuck anymore because like there are no sales there are no you know degrading the value over time it's not like oh that game is like two years old now like no it's arguably worth it. more yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, so now it's and it's the same for you know Spotify or anything or Netflix. It's like when you watch a show, you don't really care when it was made. When you listen to music on Spotify, it could be well as as somebody who listened to all the good music. So, so that whole like every week Kanye produced an album. Yeah. For five weeks, yeah. it was. A, I've never seen such a shit show. Yeah. For release times. It's out. People are talking. Oh, it's out on Google Play, but nowhere else. Yeah. And then like six hours would pass. Like I actually bought two of the albums because they weren't out. <laughs> they were out on iTunes before they were out on Spotify and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but it's music, so people aren't yeah. like I was like, if this was a game, yeah, <laughs> this is, people would be very angry. Yep, yep. People in the gaming, and also I imagine with the curation, like somebody brings you uh let's say nidhog yeah something that maybe is too twitchy to play local multiplayer i don't i don't know right yeah, no, like course, the game that i would look at and go like oh maybe this won't work and you and you're only gonna release like 10 games a week or seven, yeah, exactly, seven so exactly. no the, the and, and the idea is that we also have like a part of the catalog which is called the black nut lab who has all the weird games? So Messhoff, who did Nid, uh, who did Nidhog, is has done Nidhog. That that's pretty mainstream by it, by our standard, right? Yeah. Especially the second one, right? Oh god, the but second then, one's so good. Yeah, but then in the in the lab, I would love, I would, I'm dreaming of getting from the the creator of Nidhog, a game he made, who's called uh, Randy Balma Municipal Abortionist. Mm. 
which is like so it's an edgy cool, black knight's an edgy mad. platform we also have edgy games right and, is, and there, is there a like toggle yeah absolutely it's called yeah. the black knight lab and then you open it or close it and then you get access to like a broader definition of games uh, and we also have like you know parental control and so on mm. but the broader definition of games is like oh look at all these like super super weird and experimental things yeah um, mm. we have some games that feature homosexuality in the main catalog and that's absolutely normal for us but all of the queer games about like transitioning and mm-hmm. so on they're in the black nut lab because we think that they they are part of a broader definition of games right for a lot of them um it feels that you know they're like a walking simulator or something like that mm-hmm. uh and and we want people to explore them and we want to put people to find out about them and so we tell them in the like tutorial that you go on at the beginning of the platform mm-hmm. but we do not like we don't push them on the front page is is there a way that i can opt into that because i could see somebody as a developing a a game that would be in that category going like oh, yeah. I want my game out there yeah absolutely well, well it's like sending me a mail it's oscar at blacknet.com yeah. and, and then you you send me a mail about like my game is is super fucking weird and, and I talk about this very subject that is dear to my heart and and I'd, I'd like to be on your platform because I think you have like an interesting creation or I my game is on HEO it's done like it's made six downloads mm-hmm I would like it to be somewhere else so more people see it. And yeah. that's that's an argument that I've heard. Like, literally, the <laughs> the amazing thing to me is, it used to be that people would say, oh, like, if you get on Steam and you don't do a lot of marketing, you'll get zero sales. And by zero, we meant, like, 200. And now people who go on Steam and do a bit of marketing and get a bit of, you know, press attention and a few articles... Some of them, like there was a game last week that did that, and they had in the first week zero zero sales. Like mm. not a single person bought it. They had a few downloads from people like press and so on that they sent the key to. So for me, what Blacknet is doing and what I'm doing is what radio does for music. Because we're all about like, oh, it's the indie apocalypse. It's like a shit show and there are too many yeah. games coming out. Yeah. How many pieces of music, how many books come out every day? Yeah, also, Way more also than maybe games. spend that energy <laughs> shouting out games that you think people should buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's also weird when it's a publisher doing that talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, I, but I published this game and it did okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, like the indie apocalypse is super weird to me. It's like, yes... This is not an abnormal thing, the indie apocalypse. It's like games were super unique in the 90s because there were so few of them that uh, a company like a, a small you know, magazine or a website could play most of everything that comes out. And then you, <laughs> you come out in, in the 2010s and you're like, nobody can play everything. But that's normal. Like that's that's what yeah. happens to every other media. There are like three hundred hours of music uh, of um, uh, video uploaded every minute to YouTube. Nobody can watch that. You need curators. You need people in between, and and you can't just have like the huge mega store that is Steam and hope that everybody explores the depth of it. That's yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah. And especially because it's grown too far. Yeah. Whereas even like Spotify. Um, I imagine all the streaming platforms are like this. Like I'm able to scroll through the new releases. Yeah. I don't I rarely will click on something I yeah. don't know, but I'm able to look every week. I go, what's out? And if it's somebody I recognize, I check it out. Yeah. That's because Spotify does that work already. Of but, no, but even when I go to new oh really. So when I go to new releases I'm not seeing everything? Oh no no. You're seeing everything that Spotify has added. Yeah, but you're not seeing everything that every music that come out oh, in yeah. the whole world. Yeah, and like you're somebody, not seeing yeah. like that Pakistani rapper that had an album coming out because you don't see any Pakistani music. You don't see most of the African music that comes out every day. You don't see, you know, the curation has already yeah. been done for you, and that's what Steam is refusing to do. That's that's probably will, my analysis. It's probably gonna be the end of them because it's gonna be like so so much things on there that only the big triple A's will come out yeah um, and also I think they do really believe that the users can do it yeah yeah which is which I think I think it's like it's a bit uh, 
I think in today's age, a lot of people don't trust the users. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't yeah, know. If like, it's... like I kind of I I like the idea of curators. I like the idea of following people. Yeah. And them, like, if I could follow the equivalent of your guys' curation on Steam. Mm. Um. Though I feel like I already have curation by being in the industry. Yeah, yeah. That absolutely. in the random Slack chat, yeah, somebody's but... going to bring up a game. I follow some game. Like, I, I, I fulfilled my hear about new games. Yeah, but see, that that, that was my belief for a long time. But I'm, I am here telling you that my, my job as a curator is discovering games. And I come, like, I come across new games every oh, yeah. fucking day. I bet I could do that, too. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I yeah. bet, like, there's a bunch of games. Yeah, there are hundreds yeah. of games that you've had. Like, one of the, like, the, the company slogan is right now so much to play, but the unofficial slogan slogan is uh, your next favorite game is on Black Nut. Because mm-hmm. there is a game that would be your favorite if only you could see it. Like, mm-hmm. you, there are so many games that you would love only if you could find out about them. And I, I, like that happens to me all the time. It's like, oh my god, I couldn't, I couldn't believe this game. Did it just come out? And then, then you look at the published date, and and that happened to me the other day on Itch.io, and I was like, two thousand, like fourteen, like what? This game has been out for years, and nobody has seen it. And I, <laughs> and so you, did you then reach out to them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of that, sending blind mails to people like. Oh, I love your games. Please come on Black Nut. And and I get a lot of, oh fuck you. You're a big company. You don't like games or anything. It's just, I get a lot of negativity. It's super hard. weird. What? So the, so the negativity is. So the negativity, you're not indie enough. Yeah, either you're not indie enough or <laughs> you're kind of here to steal my game, which is weird because I take for me, <laughs> one of the hardest decisions of my life is when I made games uh, with my studio, which is called Them Games. I'm a game designer by by trade, yeah. um, and then when I when we made games, one of the hardest discussions that we had was what's the price of it. Yeah, like what's the right price for for our game, and, <coughs> and now I'm like, I work on the platform, which is my dream because I can take free games and put them besides games that are like sixty euros or sixty dollars. Yeah, and both of them are worth the same because if people like spend time on them yeah so I add free games to my catalog like indie weird super niche shit that yeah. nobody would see otherwise and I'm like mm. like people have had pleasure on your game like you have given people like pleasurable experiences I'm giving you money like you are owed money for that yeah and you're owed money just like I know you don't want to make money out of it, but I am still giving out money. I'm still entering people who do free games in the same contracts as everybody else. So everybody's on the same... No, not everybody's on the same because big companies would not go on the same contract. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah the, there is a standard contract yeah. and then numbers may vary. Yeah, which is... But but for, for me, there is like a standard split and I'm just... I'm like super transparent about it. I t- I, every single person that wants to put their game on Black Note. And those show up in the newsletters too. So you're like, oh, battle, yeah, you're like Battlefield. <laughs> like, absolutely. This game sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'll be like, Battlefield comes out, and then Dysphoria is out. And yeah. then, you know, like, um, for, for, for me, there is really no. There should not be a limit in between those. Like it, re- it really is a, a, a continuum of interesting experiences. Is there anything on there that's only on there? Not yet. Not yet. No. Is that something you're looking to explore? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you need you need like upfront cash. To yeah. It and I think that's super. Like, there's something about the humble monthly. Uh, that I think super cool that they go pay yeah. reasonable amounts of money yeah. for indie developers to make something small, yeah, small and for a couple cool. months and yeah. and or or for however long it takes. So they might already have it in the like yeah. <laughs> ready to go or something. Um, I think that's a really cool part of it. Yeah, um, me too. The the humble monthly gives off some of your subscription to indie indie game makers to make weird shit 
and not even and sometimes it's not even weird sometimes yeah, it's sometimes like, a, sometimes it's like yeah. a tar- like a board game yeah or like a, like something like that and it's like oh this is uh, what was the name of the cool. game I think Wilmot Wilmot's Warehouse was a really cool game mm. that was made through that oh, okay through and that sometimes process. it's like a trial or not trial but like yeah, yeah. The f- it's like a custom kind of intro like mixtape level yeah that is going to be part of the Hubble Monthly, and then their actual games are going to come out later, so it's like kind of a little yeah, kind of mini early access. Vertical slice, in a sense. Yeah. Right. Um, have you thought about guest curation at all? Absolutely. 100%. I, I would love to get guest curators, uh, probably guest homepages, too, uh, because guest curators... <coughs> Because part part of the game of uh, of the curation game is, you have to add games and and do like month of work to talk with people and convince them that you're not evil and that you want the best and then you you're trying to push their game to a new audience that wouldn't hear about it otherwise, because like what's my mother gonna do? She she like if I tell her I actually that happened to me. I told her I made a game. It's available on Steam. She lost an hour of her life trying to install Steam on her iPad. And yeah. how would she know that that's yeah, I just, not possible? I just told, like, my dad's pretty tech savvy, but I just told mom about Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you go watch a bunch of Reddit, find somebody you like. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steam is like create an account and then put in your credit card and then like download a thing on your computer and then, then get lost in the interface forever. Like, how do you, how do you navigate through that? And then, then you install the game, and then you have to understand what is the minimum configuration that not every game is playable on every machine. Yeah. Not everybody understands that. So, yeah. No, so that's, that's why Blacknut is like one of the reasons that it, that we use streaming is not because it's hype or anything. It's like the technology is maturing, and we are getting to a place that we're really comfortable with, and a lot of people are playing. But we took on this challenge to make things accessible not because it was like otherwise we would have done download right mm-hmm. not because it was easy but but because it was the thing that made sense for the audience that we had and that means that when you play blacknet you can stream the video on your tv or on your computer or pc mac and linux even if you give me a windows build since i only stream video i can stream it to a tablet mm. I can stream yeah. it to a Mac or to a Linux computer, and I yeah. don't have to care about you know platforms. I can stream it to like a TV or like a yeah. set-top box or a Chromecast or anything yeah. basically. That's that's the whole idea behind it, and so that's part of the game is making it super accessible. But sourcing the games for that audience is a long process. So for guest curators, yeah. I would not do sourcing. I think the the decision that we reached was. Uh, making them do homepage curation, mm. like pushing games forward, like games the, that are already out, kind yeah, of a second. They're already in our catalog, yeah. And it's like, what's your identity? What's what's your favorite game of this sports person or this? Yeah, or what? And and kind of giving them the page freedom, they could do like a chronological thing. They could do a yeah, absolutely world yeah. map thing. Um, yeah, we do also. Um, push forward a lot the fact that games come from many countries yeah yeah like a lot of people were like oh this game is cool it comes from what Cameroon what yeah (laughs) it comes from Denmark what I am very prideful of games out of Vancouver yeah but I imagine like I don't know all the French games and I can imagine some French game player being like oh like 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 games from your country with like yeah absolutely it's really funny because it's uh, it happens to me too it's like oh like this game was really cool where was it made in France what in Paris what in like a building two blocks from <laughs> fucking here yeah, it's like, so there crazy guys people don't games. like yeah, go yeah. to meetups and yeah yeah like, no no but I go to a lot of meetups yeah but but they, some people don't they they miss the so yeah. it's like it's like. No, no, but their their game comes out after three years of, of working on it, and then I'm I'm like, where are they based? And like I go to their site, and I can't find it. I'm like, they have a French sounding game name, so I, I send them I send <laughs> yeah. them a, a mail, and it's like, yeah, we live like in that area. I'm like what? That's it's also the same a lot of us. people I I know are like moving and then almost done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like always weird. Like, 
Yeah. So yeah, so so for us since games are like cultural objects, it makes sense to say, well, the thing that those people ate when they were kids is kind of you know, it's what's driving them to put their culture and where they come from mm. into their game, right? So the food, the, the place, the language, and so on, everything that, that made you will kind of make its way into your game. And so it makes sense for us to, to pinpoint that on a map and tell people, yeah, look, there are games made in the Middle East. There are games yeah. made in countries you would not think of. In, a, in Africa, in South America, there are like really vibrant scenes uh, and then and, and we believe that like for us it's not like oh this game is special because it comes from Africa it's like oh this game is special but also did you know that yeah. it was made in a, in a country that you would not think of and as I a, also you know? imagine it there's probably a bit of the games on the platform they'll probably shout you out like like kind of like a cross like you'd, you'd want to spread out your yeah, yeah kind of user base worldwide yeah, yeah. and that's a way of doing it yeah that that too that that's t- true too but it, it's also like a tool for us to to know more about like what countries make a lot of games and so on what countries should we source in um because they have a lot of game makers what countries should we source in should, should we source in because either they don't have a lot of game makers or we've been sloppy and we have not got done a good job of finding them out. Mm-hmm. Like that happened for us for uh, uh, the whole north of Africa, like Morocco and Algeria. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we don't have any game that comes from there. Like there must be people doing games there. Yeah, and they have sure, a tech yeah. scene and so on. So yeah. they must be doing games. And, and yeah, and we don't find them because we don't use Arabic language. And so when you type in Google, you can't find these games, mm. right? So, like, that that process is also a hard thing to, like, a hard, like, yeah, it's hard thread to to walk because, like, you want to make them also accessible for your existing audience. So if they're always all in Arabic and not translated, you're like, well, I'm going to pay for translation to, to yeah. make them more accessible, but uh, that's a, a cost for me, right? Yeah, so it's kind of um, sort of those costs, kind of like um, pre, like like kind of a loan like thing where it gets paid off in your yes. Fees, or? Oh, for now, not really. For now, we have we have had uh, some kind of things like that. Like it's taken out of the revenue, and then yeah. it'll be it'll get re- reimbursed. But we've also done like free translations for small games. Mm. Like, you know, I, I speak English well enough. It takes me like three hours to translate it to French. If you have like yeah. game menu and shit and like start game yeah. and pretty, make a few yeah. dialogues in there and your game is worth it. Like pr- translating Proteus is okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, definitely. Uh, yeah, because localization... Yeah, it can be a nightmare. If you're text heavy, if you're text yeah. heavy. That, that's, that's one of the things that happened with a game that's... Gorgeous game called uh, Atanta uh, 1942. It sounds very French. It's not French, oh, actually. Okay. It's done uh, in the Czech Republic, if memory serves. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's in the Second World War and so on. And the game contains, contains more text than, a, uh, I think, the first tome, like the first book of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so it's like translating it is not going to be an easy task yeah. <laughs> so it's not the thing that oh I'm going to do it in my free time I'm and you want to you want to have every game in English at least or not really uh, I want to be super transparent about, about the games that are or are not in some mm-hmm. languages because I want people to be informed yeah. but I also don't want it to be a, a bur- uh, like a barrier uh, for a lot of people that are in France that don't speak a lot of English uh, I want to have, and we don't have that yet, but it's in the works. It's trying to have some kind of an accessibility meter for like how much of a barrier language <laughs> yeah. is, or just like, in general. Yeah, exactly. Like it's only <laughs> like, in Chinese, but you only click. Yeah, like you only need to click yeah. like new game. So or even a guide. Like I, I know there's some people that played through like Japanese yeah, yeah. games, and they would like get the guide to like 
okay, how do I navigate this menu? Okay, cool, let's go fight some more people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's one of the things that I, I would like to do, but that, that's a whole other chapter of, of the adventure. So if I, if I have a game I want to get on Black Nut, yeah. what do I do? Oh, you send me a mail, oscar at blacknut.com, O-S-C-A-R, uh, and you tell me, like, oh, this game is cool, and here is how to play it. Because that's that's an important point. I do not put any game on Blacknet that had not played. What do you think is a good like subject? Anything. I, there are no games. You're reading all your yeah, emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no mails that no mail propositions for games that get past me. If you want to put in like games in between brackets, that's that's okay. But really, uh, I play every game. Uh, I tend to, for my standard, I tend to spend a bit too much time giving feedback mm. uh, like like let let too much time spend in between I get the mail I get I get to play the game and then I give feedback mm. afterwards so uh, don't expect to be on the platform next week oh that happens my friend oh, that happened okay. after Gamescom <laughs> in Cologne like there are like three games that got on the platform like two days or three days after Gamescom it was like hilarious. It was really like the guys were like, "Oh, so it's gonna be a long process and so on." And like, no, I send you the contract and then you sign it and then I send it to integration team and then we write the blurb about your game and select the screenshot. If you already have a press kit, then we only have to translate in French, and that's done. And the guys were like, "Yeah, okay." And and they were expecting like two months. Yeah. Like, you know, it's gonna be super short, meaning two months, and <laughs> it's gonna be super short, meaning three days. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta write that newsletter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I have to write that news. So do you have like a queue of games? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I, do. I have a very... I have a... No, no, like coming I, out, like like in the newsletter. Like if you're only going to release like seven a week. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really have that for now because I have been like super peculiar about the games that we pick. Um, I have a few games that we are having a, a bit of a harder time integrating on the platform. Technically, meaning like, you know, there are like resolutions lacking in the menus or things like that or you know key configurations that are a bit harder for us to to set up some games that f- we don't really know why doesn't don't really launch really well mm. or, or that lag on our server for some reason um, so we have a bunch of these I think at 20 or so hard to integrate games sometimes it's because people send me the build but it's not working so I send them a mail and then we wait like six yeah. months for a response That's that happens um, but most of the games that we get like we have over 200 games they're just running smoothly I told you like there are three games that took three days to integrate yeah so it's like for most people it's really painless uh, and then we have a few games that are coming in the next few months uh, some because they are in legal you know it's the contract is getting yeah. signed and it's getting lost in a big publisher's yeah. thing like offices some of them were waiting for feedback on the indie dev part which is it really depends it really depends but no for now I don't have a really big wait queue and that's that's fine by me <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's a game that's coming out that that everybody's heard of no, just any game, and the the what would be like your blurb, or like what like what would be your kind of short why this game's cool. The game that are coming out or just, co- that's or coming just out. came out. Yeah, no, coming out in the future. Uh, on the platform on Black Knight or yeah. any game? No, on Black Knight. On Black Knight. Yeah, trying to get like an early exclusive of the mailing list. Um. Of course, if it doesn't come out, that's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, 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 last the, next, like the, the next, the release date moved, like the next day. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the 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 big bunch of games that we're gonna add right now is the Hitman Go and Lara oh. Croft Go. Oh, they're really good. They're yeah, really, they really are. Good. And 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 I feel for those games because those games should have sold like through the roof, but people on mobile are not used to play to paying. Mm. And so I think like these games really need to reach a mainstream audience, but the mainstream audience is really used to not paying for games. It's also yeah, it's like weird. It's like a weird IP. Yeah, where the, it's the like IP mix is really weird, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, like I love that it's like a, a puzzle tactical yeah. game, but it but it's kind of like Hitman and like Hitman and Tomb Raider are not like 
Like, they're not Halo. Yeah, yeah. But... But they're and they're not Mario, yeah. but they're like, I think, I like think you'd we, have to have like had a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah, to really know anything about those games. Anything about those games, and then do. Yeah. I, th- I think Lara Croft came through a bit more. Yeah, you got uh, the movies. And, the movies, and and she was one of the first female heroes in games. Yeah. Um, so, I'm saying it's one interesting. Of the first, one Lara of the first Croft go and well not known. Tomb Raider go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why though, but but yeah. So so yeah, the, both of those games are coming out, and I'm, I'm I'm I feel I'm I'm really happy about like the the newsletter is really trying to convince people to play these games. And those are games that are already on mobile. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they course. make total sense on the tablet. Yeah, absolutely. They make sense on the tablet, but they they could be played with a mouse, or yeah. they can be played with um, a controller. I think mm-hmm. they're 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 gamepad compatible if memory serves. Um, and we also have a thing that's funny, which is like if you have a TV. But you don't have a remote, like you you have a remote control, or have but you don't have a game controller, then we're uh, implementing a game controller on your phone, yeah. which is a funny thing. That's to cool. Do. And then the phone streams it to the TV. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. The phone streams it directly to Blacknet to the servers, mm-hmm. and then Blacknet streams the um, the video to your TV. So you don't have to sync your phone to your TV. They don't have to be compatible at all. Oh, so I download a. The app, app on, the TV, on the TV and the app on the phone, oh. and they don't have to talk because otherwise we would be like lost in endless miles of, of protocols of Bluetooth pairing your phone yeah. with your TV and so on, and then you have the lag of the Bluetooth plus the lag of the TV and so on. No, 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 it's like your phone goes through Wi-Fi to the server and your TVs get through Wi-Fi to the server, and so both of them are not talking to one another, but they're both talking to the server. But then, uh, yeah, and then that's like. Yeah, because I guess there's so many smart TVs now. Yeah, yeah, there are a bunch of them. But and even if you don't have a smart TV, there are a bunch of you know dongles and boxes and shit that yeah, can make it smart. And yeah, Chrome, Chromecast, and Chromecast. And exactly. all that. Uh, we launched recently on Amazon's uh, Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, okay. And that's that's working like super well. well that's cool. Yeah. Because I imagine there's not. I don't know how. There are not many games on there. Yeah. They they've brought in a few games. Or even just apps. There are, like there's there's some, but there's yeah, there got to like be less. Netflix and then yeah. and then et cetera, and Hulu and all and that, Hulu yeah. and so on, but and Spotify, but I guess, you know, they don't. Yeah, they they don't have a lot of games because porting to their platform, which is very limited locally, is is hard. So, I I don't know if it's like that hard, but I I, I guess that like that's a new OS, and then you have to play yeah, to the. Yeah. For us, it's like yes. Come on, Black Knight, and then we put your game on Amazon Fire TV via, yeah. via streaming. That that's way easier. Yeah. So so for us, it's like trying to breach that. Also, it's like there is. There are so many platforms right now. We, if we can stream to all of them, it's it's really, it makes sense. It also makes sense in a, a thing that makes sense to us is ecologically. It also makes sense. Like, less waste. Yeah, uh, NVIDIA put out last year, I think. No, not last year. No, 2016. So, wait, two years ago. Uh, a study on, on their graphics card, which was 92% of the carbon footprint of a graphics card, is production and movement. Like, moving it uh, physically to you. Yeah. And then, during its whole lifetime, uh, something like 5 or 6% is going to be, like, electricity use. Hmm. So if you actually mutualize, like you, you, you pull together the resources on the server, then we don't each have an NVIDIA sitting at home that's useless, right? Mm. Because that's a huge carbon footprint, but nobody's using it. When I'm yeah. at the office, mine at home, I think my, my idea is that it should be used by someone else because it's so cheap yeah. to use with the electric, <laughs> like the electricity yeah. is not is not expensive. The sad thing is that people are using it to mine bitcoins for yeah, themselves. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so <it's> just <laughs> a few people. I think I think most of them are like really sleeping tight. But yeah, and so yeah, so so you also uh, have energy consumption in data centers, so it's more efficient. Uh, the cooling and so on, and the reuse of the the energy and so on is like really efficient in data centers, way more than in personal computers. So, yeah, it makes sense ecologically. Because producing a PS4 is like, 
it has a huge carbon footprint. Mm. Producing it, like getting the resources and then shipping them to China, then shipping it back to the U.S. and shipping mm. it back to you to France or to wherever. Like that's like all that movement of, of components is really expensive for for a thing that everybody has at home and nobody I. To my knowledge, I, nobody I know is using his PS3 or Xbox One to mine bitcoins. No. It's mostly plastic sitting at your house yeah. that somebody could be playing on, actually. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the question bus. <laughs> my pleasure. Is there anything else you want to plug? Not really, no. You just go to black.nut or. Blacknut.com. .com. Yeah. And trials. Yeah, trials. There's like a week trial. You can. You can play any game uh, you can try it it's for for now it's mostly in France the UK and uh, Germany okay uh, it's gonna be in the US by the end of the year yeah uh, and, and the US and Canada of course yeah. uh, North America yeah exactly if the US is not destroyed by then <laughs> yeah yeah is, is the I think yeah I'm pretty sure we're not out of the continent if NAFTA goes down like it's not like like, I had a really funny experience flying here mm-hmm. where there was this UK guy yeah. who wanted to cut the line of security because we had to go through security after landing mm-hmm. in Frankfurt, which I don't understand, mm-hmm. but I was, like, transferring and had to go through security. Uh, and so everybody is, like, rushing. Yeah. And this guy with his British accent tried to, like, oh, my flight's at 12, like... Can I? And it's like we're all of our flights are twelve back in line, <laughs> but it, but he had to be in the not E line, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably longer. Yeah. So, great. Well, good luck with everything. Can you sign up for the mailing list without getting the app? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and yeah. that's on blacknut.com. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Great. Thanks a lot for the invite.